Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 265, for Saturday, April 4th, 2015. This is the BGG Top Ten Edition, a quarterly look at the top ten games on Board Game Geek. This time around, uh, the data is actually a few days old. This data is as of April 1st. At number 10, for the third quarter in a row, is Power Grid by Freedom and Freeze, published by Rio Grande Games, with a rating of 7.93. That is down one point over last quarter. The second quarter in a row, it has lost a point, and it is very much in danger of losing this spot come next quarter. After two quarters at number 8, Sliding back one spot to number 9 is Eclipse by Tuco Takokalio, published by Asmodee with 7.95. That is down a point from last quarter. After two quarters at number 9, moving up a spot to number 8 is Mage Knight Board Game by Vlada Kvadl, published by WizKids, also with a rating of 7.95, and that is flat for the third quarter in a row. Now, of course, while those two games are tied, if we look at the two-digit after the decimal point rating, uh, it gets much more precise than that. In fact, you can go all the way to five digits after the decimal point, but it's much more common if you look at the browse function on BoardGameGeek, where it actually shows the rankings. They have a three-digit function there. And here, Mage Knight is ranked or rather rated 7.951, whereas Eclipse is 7.945. A difference of six points there, but a 17-point swing over the last quarter. That rank of number eight for Mage Knight matches its peak position, which it previously hit in January and then again in July of 2013. Mage Knight has been one of the more consistent games, managing to be right in that 8, 9, 10 range over the last two and a half years now. While other games have gone up and fallen out, it has held steady. Holding steady at number 7 for the second quarter in a row is Android Netrunner by Richard Garfield and Lucas Litzinger, published by Fantasy Flight Games with a rating of 8.02, that is down two points for the quarter, the biggest faller in the top ten. That is two points, uh, two quarters in a row as well, and three of the last four. Last quarter I asked whether perhaps Netrunner would finally start to slow its fall, since it had fallen past all of the big names like Puerto Rico and Agricola, and the other newcomers like Terra Mystica and Caverna had passed it. But apparently the answer to that question is no. It is still falling, although not as fast as Eclipse was a year ago when it was going through the same thing. After two quarters at number four, dropping back to number six is Agricola by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games, the rating of 8.06. That is down a point in the quarter. And number six is the lowest position Agricola has seen since April of 2008, seven years ago, when it was number seven on its way up to the number one position, and that was before it was even released domestically. 
So Agricola, the longtime champ, has fallen out of the top five. Holding on to number five for the third quarter in a row is Puerto Rico by Andrea Seafarth, published by Rio Grande Games, also with a rating of 8.06. That is level for the quarter. So how close are these two games? Well, let's zero in to our more precise rating. Puerto Rico is 8.056, Agricola 8.055. You really can't get too much closer than that. That's a drop for Agricola of 15 points in the precise. It was 8.070 last time. And only 8 points for Puerto Rico. So a 7-point swing for those two games allowed uh, Puerto Rico finally to make up a lot of ground on Agricola. Now, uh, there's a long history between these two games. They have been really pulling each other down for years now. So I would not be surprised if these two had reversed positions or flipped back and forth as we continue forward. Our number four game spent four consecutive quarters at number two before sliding back to number three last quarter and now down to number four, Through the Ages, A Story of Civilization by Vlada Kvadl, published by Eagle Games with a rating of 8.07. as down a point for the fourth quarter in a row. And just for comparison's sake, how much of a gap does it actually have on Puerto Rico and Agricola? Through the Ages' precise rating is 8.071, so it has a 15 and 16 point gap on those two games. It lost 9 points of precise rating in the last quarter, so Puerto Rico only made up the ground of 1 point on Through the Ages. Still a substantial gap then, uh, for the time being, between number 4 and number 5. Well, what is pushing these three games down? It is the game that, in its fourth quarter on the list, jumps from number six to number three. Caverna, the Cave Farmers, by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.08. It entered the countdown uh, almost a year ago, right? This is its fourth quarter on, so it entered in July of 2014 at number eight, and then it climbed steadily to number seven, number six, and now the jump to number three, uh, its gains in that time period were ten points, six points, three, and another three. It now has a precise rating of 8.078. That is a 28-point jump in the precise rating, which allows it to edge through the ages by seven. I would expect this to continue going up and perhaps start to challenge our game that just claimed number two last time around, and is still holding on to that spot. At number two for the second quarter in a row is Terra Mystica by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games with a rating of 8.12. That is a two-point gain for the quarter. It has been since January of 2014 since a number two game has had such a high rating at the time through the ages was in that spot with a rating of 8.13 on its way down to where it sits now at 8.07. The gap between Terra Mystica and Caverna in the precise rating is 8.117 for Terra Mystica 
8.078 for Caverna, or 39 points. Now, what is the trend between these two games? In the last quarter, Terra Mystica gained 17 points to Caverna's 28. So that's an 11-point delta for Caverna. In the previous quarter, it was 14 points for Terra Mystica and 31 for Caverna, or a 17-point difference. In the quarter before that, well, it's not fair to compare because Caverna was making big upward movements. But in the last two quarters, Caverna has made up 28 points. That means that at that rate, we could expect Caverna to overhaul Terra Mystica by the first of the year. I don't know whether that will happen. It seems reasonable to suppose that Caverna will slow in its ascent. And it's hard to know whether Terra Mystica will or not. It hasn't yet. In fact, this 17-point gain this quarter is larger upward move than either of the past two. Uh, usually, we've been seeing new games bolt into the top 10 and then slow their advance and then start to dip. But here, Terra Mystica has bolted into the top 10. It did slow its advance, but now it has slightly accelerated again. So it's not following the same trajectory that games like Eclipse and Nutrunner did, uh, which is not a big surprise. It's more of a Euro game, and so it has a perhaps a broader appeal to the general Board Game Geek user. Caverna falls into that same camp, obviously. So it will be interesting to see how high these two games can go. Now, at the rate they are going, they are still nowhere near challenging our number one game. At number one for the 18th quarter in a row is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games, with a rating of 8.22. That is a flat rating. It has been at 8.22 now for five consecutive quarters. That's very impressive. Even in the precise rating, it's precise rating is 8.222. That's exactly where it was January of 2014. So Twilight Struggle continues to be a dominant game that is not going anywhere, not even losing ground, unlike the games, really all the games below the top three. The gap between Twilight Struggle and Terra Mystica is 105 points of precise rating, or about the same as the gap from Terra Mystica back to the number 7 game, Netrunner. Now, this between number 1 and number 2, Twilight Struggle and Terra Mystica. But, just as a thought experiment, if trends continue the way they are, how long would it take Terra Mystica to catch Twilight Struggle? Well, if we go back through the last few quarters, it has gains of 17, 14, 11, and 17. And we can't really go back any further than that because then it was too new. That means it has picked up a total of 59 points in the last year. The gap from Terra Mystica to Twilight Struggle is 105 points. So the simple math tells us that it would need another two years at the pace it's rising, to catch it. Well, what about Caverna? Could Caverna do it? It's possible, uh, and it has not slowed down over the last two quarters. If it continues to gain at the rate it is going, it will also need two years to catch 
Twilight Struggle. So even with these two monster games that have recently arrived on the scene, they're not going to unseat the champ anytime soon. For Saturday, April 4th, 2015.